Table Reads presents Batman Year One by Frank Miller. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Welcome back to Table Reads and Batman Year One. Maybe the best Batman script ever written. We don't know yet. By an imbecile. Racist, misogynist, right-wing nutjob named Frank Miller. I will have to do research into this. (laughs) There have to be plenty of other Batman scripts written by someone with the same accolades. I'm here with Jeff and Josh, Josh and Jeff, and I'm Sean. Hola. I'm one of them. Como estas? We're all here. We're back. Anybody have anything to report before we... Figure out where we've been to, to report. Uh, I just saw the Joker. That is related to what we're doing here. Wow, sort of. Hashtag relevant. Since since the last time we recorded, I had to go on my own spiritual journey to both Orlando and Baltimore. <laughs> so Those are two great. places. Those are Orlando. two places that don't seem like good good places for spiritual journeying. <laughs> you've never played Whirly Ball. <laughs> You, you know, never, it you really ne- depends on your spirit. You never played Whirly Ball. Yeah, I never played Whirly Ball. But let's uh, figure out where we've been, eh? That's right. Previously on Table Reads. It's Gotham like you've never seen it. Unless you've seen the Todd Phillips Joker movie. Think Detroit, 1977-ish. Bruce Wayne lives at a scrapyard across the street from the theater where his parents were murdered, though now it's a cat house. And boy, there sure are a lot of whores. One of them is a BDSM specialist named Selena with a penchant for cats. Also, the death of his parents has not kept Bruce Wayne from writing his dad like 15 letters a day. He apparently does not care to commune with the spirit of his mother. I assume that Frank Miller will inform us that she was a whore. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jim Gordon is the only cop in the city who is not cartoonishly corrupt, which makes him contemplate suicide so much that the finish has worn off the barrel of his gun. Not a joke I made up for this bit. That's in the script. But then he saved a baby from a crazy guy on a roof, so now he's the public figure crusading against crime. Bruce finds this very inspiring, so he clutches his father's signet ring and writes him a letter saying that he now knows exactly what to do. Fade in. Coming in hot. Yeah, we are. I think we're at scene 50. 51, I believe. 51? Yeah, because in scene 50, there was the line... He hands over Gordon's service revolver, the one he yeah. put in his mouth so often, yeah. which is another thing that is in the script and not made up by us. I guess it's time for a new gun. Yeah. <laughs> Exterior. East end side. Oh, by the way, before we jump in, I just want to point out that while I was writing the previously on, that's when I realized something that we never addressed in the previous okay. episode, which is that Bruce Wayne has spent the last 15 years living across the street with a perfect view of where his parents were murdered. Oh, my God. PTSD run amok. Because that was the theater he watched the movie with his parents in when they came out, and then they were murdered, and now it's become this whorehouse. He watched it become a whorehouse. It was right across from a scrapyard? Apparently. Oh, my God. All this time. What a great place. He's like, I need to run away, but not far. Yeah, yeah. What's that over there? <laughs> he just opens his window and throws rocks at it. All right. <clears throat> Exterior, East End Sidewalk. The next day. Bruce, 
dressed in an overcoat, waits in a doorway while Chi-Chi talks to Skinny Girl in the fishnet stockings. What the fuck was my Chi-Chi voice? I don't care. You're like a pimp. I don't care if you're pregnant with the second coming of Christ. Okay, I'm just going to do him as Wanda Sykes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I made the appointment and you'll be there. October 4th, Father. Whoa, that's not it at all. Deeper. The trail begins with a pimp. He is the only guppy swimming in the cesspool, but he knows where she is. I must find her. Chi-Chi lives the skinny girl crying. She used, she used me to kill that man, and murder is not allowed. Chi-Chi passes Bruce's doorway. Four deep scratches cross his cheek. Bruce steps out. Oh, the retard! Get lost! Where's Selena? No question mark. <laughs> Where's Selena? <laughs> Selena? She's good as dead by now. Come around tomorrow. I'll have another dominatrix by then. I don't want her for that. Yeah? That's not what it looked like the other night. You guys got a little carried away with your games, huh? You were there? You let her get away? Yeah, she got away. But they'll find her. They'll fry her for killing that cop. You're going to help me find her. Instantly, Chi-Chi stabs at Bruce with the switchblade. Bruce floats to the side and stomps on the pimp's knee. Crunch. Bending it in a way that knees were never meant to bend. The pimp writhes in pain on the ground. You psycho! I know you! I seen your face, man! You can't hide! Bruce walks away. And so it begins. I will not let you down. Your loving son, Bruce. (laughs) I'm just thinking... About the coupon for dead parents. God damn it. <laughs> for new parents. It's expired. Stay tuned for that, guys. Before the show, we we read a supposedly bot-written Batman script, and it was the most glorious thing ever. <clears throat> He's got a new spring in his step. On the TV, Channel 1 Eyewitness News runs a special report. The Anchorman delivers his lines under the title, Super Cop. Detective James Gordon wowed the city of Gotham by single-handedly rescuing a small child from the hands of an escaped mental patient and possibly avoiding needless bloodshed and mayhem at the hands of the city's notoriously violent SWAT team. His comments to the press highlighted a growing rift between various departments within the police force. He hinted at charges of police corruption and promised to wage war. wage a one-man war on crime. I don't know about... I don't know about you, Sandy, but this reporter finds such straight talk very refreshing. Indeed, Brian. Her name is Jane. He just said, I don't know about you, Sandy, and it cuts to co-anchor Jane. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Good catch. Uh, Indeed, Brian. Now let's take a look at Sparts. We pull back wider to see the TV plays in interior, Jim Gordon's apartment, evening. Gordon and Anne are watching on the sofa. Anne is stunned. Who wants to be Anne? I can do it. I don't have a good lady voice. Oh, yeah, you do. Come on. (laughs) Squeeze it out. Everybody's looking at me. (laughs) This is a big deal. They're going to want you on talk shows, you know? You're going to need a new suit. (laughs) Let's go celebrate. Honey, we can't. It's late. We've already eaten. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Let's go celebrate. Oh, you mean food only, right? Did did you fill up? We can't do that. Did you fill up on gun again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, shit. Oh, he's down. You got him again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm two for the day. (laughs) Then let's get a drink. (laughs) <laughs> Jim, hello, I'm with child No, sorry, right Then dinner, Friday How's Le Bon Maison sound? Ooh, fancy It's a date Anne pulls her husband down on top herself Kissing him <laughs> Interior, Bruce Wayne's apartment <laughs> 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 
The TV news plays in the background as Bruce applies a fake scar onto his cheek. Can I just say this TV news thing? I don't know if you guys remember the Dark Knight Returns comic book, but roughly 60% of it is just talking newscasters. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? And she was wearing a shirt that's like in brains too or something like that. You remember? I I don't remember. I I remember one had like triangle hair that, that was yeah, her it was like yeah, all yeah, this yeah. and like brains too or something it was it was it was terrible it was awful um <clears> he <throat> loves the talking head newscaster though i love that book <laughs> it, it's really good but it's it's a really really long read because you spend most of the time like just reading pundits arguing no, it's just like the Watchmen though. After you read it the first time, like I skip all the Black Freighter shit and I just keep going <laughs> into the good parts. <clears throat> November eighth, dear father, the pimp knew my face. <laughs> God damn it, this is the right script, right? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> the pimp knew my face. A distracting scar will hopefully mask my identity. You know, that's the that's it. That's the famous Batman line. If Chi Chi wasn't wrong about him being retarded, like <laughs> if Superman could take his glasses off, I uh, yeah, I guess okay. Spider-Man uh, had with, to be with fair. great power comes great responsibility, oh, no. and everyone knows Batman's famous line is "The pimp knew my face." <laughs> knew my face. <laughs> Say it to the scar. <laughs> A distracting scar will hopefully mask my. That's what his cowl is just all ritual scarring. <laughs> goes back and Chi Chi's laying on the floor he's like help some guy fucked my leg up earlier you know where I got these scars and he just steps over him I'm not that guy <laughs> who is that guy he looked like that guy but without a scar <laughs> help, <call the> police. <laughs> I mean at first I thought it was that guy over there but definitely not because that guy has a scar and the guy that broke my knee backwards no scars no scar. <laughs> yet <laughs> I would know I see a lot of guys and a lot of scars I'm not distracted by your fucking scar <laughs> he may as well be saying the pimp knew my face better grow a mustache yeah, I got a mustache <laughs> a real thin one dear father how did you do yours <laughs> I will await your reply. (laughs) (laughs) My coupon has expired. (laughs) Uh, You know Santa's getting all these letters and he's just real sad about them. He's like, oh no. (laughs) I'm going to get him a free scar. (laughs) Bruce Wayne wants a makeup kit again, elves. (laughs) What's he doing with all that makeup? (laughs) Where does he get those fancy toys? Wonderful Santa Claus. <laughs> He's the Joker. Oh, I got Rick Baker's book this year. Oh, Yay! Be good. All right, enough of that. <clears throat> Bruce puts on the overcoat and wide-brimmed concealing hat. Tonight, I begin your revenge. I will rid the city of its cancer. I will draw the scum to me and make them pay. Bruce holds up his fist and on it. Father, tonight I am declaring war. Your loving son, Bruce. His father's signet ring. <sighs> Does that have a bat on it? Dear father, in blackest day, <laughs> darkest night. <laughs> Exterior, East End Park, night. Bruce has a tourist map in his hands. He acts lost. A pair of muggers. So- <sighs> it's Batman, not Entrapman. He's got, he's got a he's got a map and a scar. No way he's from around here. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like an Idaho scar. Let's get him. <laughs> Bruce has a tourist map in his hands. He acts lost. A pair of muggers saunter out of the night. They circle. Need some help, mister? Maybe you're lost. Bruce says nothing. Just soaks in the atmosphere of violence. You could, uh, use a guide. Pause, I'm sorry. But if a mugger were to walk up to a man and threaten them, and then that man just went, (sighs) that mugger's leaving. He's like, oh, no, you're one of those crazy fuckers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can't do My it. mistake. 
Here's five dollars for the trouble. <laughs> Can't do it if the spuds into it. <laughs> I need you to scream. So many callbacks to his other words. <clears throat> oh, game on. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you could use a guy to uh, show you where the bad places are. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. To to protect you from from the bad elements. Bruce, Bruce cracks a gentle smile. We'll take care of you, mister, but you have to hold, you have to give us a tip. Now, money. One of the assailants becomes impatient and shoves Bruce. Okay, he's not an assailant until he shoves him. Thus far, it's all been innuendo. Their names give it away. <laughs> mugger number one and mugger number two. This is my brother, mugger number two. I'm mugger number one at your service. Mugger one and two. What's weird is mugger number two, he's the older one. <laughs> That's good. Ooh, a fight scene. Um, there is no delay in cause and effect. The shove sparks an almost orgasmic release of raw, pent up violence <clears throat> from Bruce. He explodes. Crack! 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 Bruce punches mugger number one in the chest. Rapid fire. Brutal. Ribs crunch. Mugger number two steps into the fray. Bruce neatly snaps his arm. Crunch and swings an elbow. Pop! Shattering mugger number two's face. He slams to the pavement in sudden surprised pain. Bruce stands over both the fallen muggers and breathes in a huge lungful of the crisp, clean night air. A calm washes over him. Here's your tip. He delivers a final kick and walks off into the night. A changed man. Okay. That was really good. <laughs> that's, some, that's some Patrick Bateman shit. Okay, so yeah. you guys know how Bruce Wayne, in order to avenge his parents dedicated his life to working in a scrapyard, which gave him the ability to fight and beat people up amazingly. That's the Batman mythos as you know it, right? Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. You know, lifting up uh, old burnt out motors and throwing them in the crusher. Arguably, he learned his fighting style from the BDSM windows across the way. True. True. However, that's why he like he like however, gets off on it. He's, he's like jerking it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's been watching this. Uh, for but then he'd be years. waiting for these guys to submit to themselves, and then he would just whip them, right? Or to submit yeah. to him. No, that's why he's willingly. Like, he, it's like here's your tip, <laughs> kicks them. Because I I don't think the way Selena's doing her BDSM is the guys kick in the door and rush her, and then she beats them up and fucks them. But wait, that, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's fix it real quick because that's what we do. This sounds like an awesome cat house no, no. I want to go to. Like, 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 wouldn't it be actually kind of cool, like as a as a thing that I don't think I've seen before, is not not in a comical way, but when he is fighting them, like he's when he's doing the moves, he's having the flashbacks to like maybe Selena doing a light version of what he's doing, like when he snaps the arm. He like flashes and sees Selena like tying him up. You're right. And, like, you are the making arm it back. better. It is so, better. Like, he like cracks it and then he's like does a fucking kick in his shit and like and it's he like, reminds, oh, remembers her like kind of doing Catman. a lighter version. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be cool to fucking flashback that he actually learned fighting from this sick like BDS. It's like an guys. alternate, that, that like makes, an alternate universe. That makes more sense than this. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Where he sorry, learned man. fighting by nothing. <laughs> He learned fighting by writing letters to his dead father. No, his his surrogate father is an alcoholic. They just left that part out. It's, it comes up. It comes up. Because Big Al, we haven't seen Big Al yet. Yeah. Maybe Big Al and Little Al are the same. So, you know what else I realized? Do you know why it's Al? This is fucking Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Yes. Instead of a butler. So Alfred isn't at Wayne Manor. Wondering where the fuck Bruce is, Alfred is this black mechanic now, this and is, his son. This is Alfred galaxy is, brain shit. Maybe okay. it's a hallucination that which he, which is this subtle way of of him saying like one white British dude is worth two black men. Oh Jesus! <sighs> no, because he split Alfred into two black men, or at least five eighths. Oh. <laughs> fuck. Go back to Alabama, Jeff. I'm God damn it, Jeff. the bit. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Cancel the stream. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, demonetize. <laughs> there you go. 
Kids, Google three-fifths compliment. Speaking, of, speaking of Alabama. Exterior, East End Alley, night. Skinheads <laughs> divide the contents of a bloody purse. A beaten woman lies sobbing on the ground by some trash cans. You took the credit cards last time. That's skinhead number one. Again, the names are giving shit away. Gotcha. Then, suddenly aware of someone else in the alley, they turn to see Bruce standing over them. Looks like it's going to be a good night, boys. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm breaking down barriers. <laughs> skinhead number two, the they're, classy individual. <laughs> they're skinheads in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just a British skinhead. That's like Oi, oi, oi. Spot of tea. Oh, let's give him a Chelsea smile. <laughs> the skinheads descend on Bruce. Ooh, they just get better. Yes. It does. Bruce tears into the skinheads with all the joy of a child on Christmas. <sighs> Bruce punches the skinheads in the face. His father's signet ring crushes flesh against bone, leaving a deep, bloody mark. I dig that. Exterior, East End Street, night. All of this on this one street. <laughs> Wait, uh, East End Street... He's just fighting down the street. East End it's, Alley. It's like, a, no. it's like an 8-bit Nintendo game. He's just scrolling, yeah, scrolling he's a side to the scroller. right. Yeah, he goes to East End Park, East End Alley, and now he's at East End Street. He's just kicking and punching his way through the... Fighting around the world. <laughs> I'm here to do justice to East End. <laughs> he can't step around anybody. He has to jump over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah dive kicks, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> Exterior, East End Street. On the East End Street, a dead end world. A greasy junkie holds a fake pearl necklace up to his dealer. That's but that's all I got! Then you're gonna have to go get something else, won't you? Payphone rings. The dealer answers. Bruce appears behind the drug dealer at his payphone. Can't you see I'm doing business here? I'm done Wait waiting. You- Wait your turn. <laughs> no, actually, that was, on, that, was, that was on brand. <laughs> I'm done waiting. No, it's your turn. I'm done waiting. <laughs> oh, I'm done waiting. Bruce grabs the dealer's head by the hair and slams it. Bash, bash, bash into the metal payphone. Welcome to my war. The dealer slides to the ground. Bruce walks off. His fake scar hangs half <laughs> <up> his cheek. <laughs> The sun is just beginning to peek over the worn rooftops. Interior, Bruce Wayne's apartment, morning. Bruce sleeps. Deep, sound, restful. A comforted smile teases the edges of his lips. Interior, La Bonne Maison, evening. Anne and Gordon enjoy a nice dinner together in one of Gotham's finest restaurants. To my super cop. To the most beautiful woman in Gotham. Clink. Oh, that's rude. She's saying a toast to him and he's toasting some other bitch. Not San Francisco. <laughs> Things are going to be different, baby. I feel it. Notices something. Shit. What is it, honey? I don't believe it. Gordon watches as Commissioner Loeb and Emilio Estrada are led to a private dining room along with several scantily clad, exotic-looking women. Estrada hands the waiter a hundred-dollar bill. His face is... Why is the waiter seating them? His face is an emotionless mask, perfectly smooth and featureless, the result of a compulsive addiction to cosmetic surgery. Who is that with Commissioner Lowe? He looks like a zombie. Gordon stands up and starts dumping bills on the table. Jim, what's the matter, honey? Gordon drags wife from the restaurant. (laughs) Get out, wife. (laughs) Exterior, sidewalk outside La Bonne Maison. Gordon is livid. I can't believe he's so blatant. Who? What's the matter? Christ, don't you read the papers? That was Emilio Estrada, Gotham's golden pimp. The one Harvey Dent had up on charges six months ago, and now he's eating at La Bonne Maison with police commissioner, okay? That's what's the matter. Anne, hurt, jerks her hand free and walks ahead. Gordon realizes he's crossed the line. He's pissed at himself for scaring his wife. He lashes out and kicks a nearby trash can. Damn it! 
Gordon jogs to catch up and gently takes Anne's arm. I'm your wife, not some rookie cop you can treat any old way you want. I'm sorry I snapped at you. <sighs> Look, those are brutal and vicious men. And they are making this city a bad place to live, to raise our son. It's just, I don't know what to do. I get angry. I get angry for us, for the baby. I know, but what can you do? You're just one man. You can't carry the whole city on your back. There is something I can do. I can go over their heads. I can go to the mayor. Is that safe? No. Gordon puts his coat over Anne's shoulders. They walk off. Bruce writes a letter. October 12th. Dear father, it's working. I've engaged the enemy, made progress, but I've only struck at their front line. The grunts. Tonight, I start climbing their chain of command. Then Bruce opens a binder full of meticulous notes, drawings, charts, and reports. What if he never wears a bat suit? I hope it cuts right as he does it. Like some Smallville shit. Or Gotham. That's true. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. I got the one that bad. Batman Minute One by <laughs> Frank Miller. Slaps his ass. <laughs> this is my one face boy. He's going to be one face forever. <laughs> uh, then Bruce opens a binder full of meticulous notes, drawings, charts, and reports. He turns to a street map marked with red X's and scowls at it. Ooh, Ooh you map. I'm going to get you. You, map. you dirty map. You dirty fucking map. <laughs> Exterior, the Comet Lounge, East End Gotham, night. This is easily the lowest ranking drinking establishment in Gotham. Most of the bar's patrons originate from the Gotham City Corrections Facility located directly across the street. Wait, how many people are they letting out of jail well, people that are get walking out, across to the bar? People get out of jail every day. My dad lived in San Francisco. I'd have him getting out of uh, San Quentin all the time on the train. Some every day, I guess, technically. You see them, they have the little, little bags. But and enough like, to like be the main source of revenue for this bar? Depends on what their overhead is. <laughs> because like, you'd think they would let them out at the same time. Are they just trickling them out throughout the day? Yeah, and yeah, what money, do they, what out, money right? do they got? Like, I'd be afraid uh, that Whatever they, they had on them when they were arrested. Which is potentially thousands. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a good point. Was it confiscated? Like, right. they go in with 10 Gs, get out, get shit-faced at the first bar they can find? You only popped me for 50 Gs, the other 10 mine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your switchblade, your oh, Rolex. Actually, it, it addresses how they're getting the, the beer. Uh, flickering neon sign. First beer free with release papers. Well, that's not a good... Bruce Wayne watches from a doorway as newly released prisoners make a beeline from the jail into the Comet Lounge. Bruce steps over a pair of drunks on... Oh. They've paid their debt to society, but they haven't paid their debt to me. <laughs> oh, drinking's bad. He punches them and takes the release papers and gets a beer. Put them back in the jail. I'm returning these guys. I'm returning them. Bruce watches from a doorway as newly released prisoners make a beeline from the jail into the common lounge. Bruce steps over a pair of drunks on the sidewalk and into interior, the Comet Lounge, night. The place emanates pure menace. The patrons consist of doomed addicts hunkered over their drinks, deflated whores and working-class thugs with overly attentive eyes. Murder seems an everyday occurrence. Bruce takes a table away from the sodden trio on the stage, accompanying a floor show of transvestite singers and dancers who double as waitresses. Once seated, Bruce is visited by a flock of waitresses and waiters. They sit upon his lap, rub up against him, play with his hair. And where have we... Wait, wait. And what have we here? Oh, big. Honey, you want a private show? Hey, back off. I saw him first. Can I get you something? Beer. Oh, I did the same voice for waiter and waitress, but it seems appropriate. <laughs> Transvestite! 
I'm confused. There's transvestite L. number L and transvestite <laughs> number one. Is that the same? Yeah, I think it is. Sure. Okay. See those little doors over there? For $50, I'll blow your mind. No thanks. He don't want what you got, skank. You don't have what I'm looking for either. Bruce stuffs small bills in their sagging bras. The money attracts attention. This is a separate oh, transvestite. <clears throat> Come on, baby. I can cheer you up. I doubt it. The waitress returns with a beer. That will be $2, honey. Bruce pulls out a huge roll of bills and peels off a 50. Keep it. The waitress registers fear at the sight of all that money. She barely has her money before more than a dozen thugs set upon Bruce from all angles with knives, clubs, bottles, and... What they got clubs? Bottles and pool cues. <laughs> Bruce jumps to his feet. The table, chair, and transvestites tumble to the ground. <laughs> the, that's the first time they wrote that sentence. That is great direction. <laughs> the first guy swings a pool cue baseball bat style. Bruce ducks under it and, crunch, comes up with a knee into the guy's groin. The second guy gets an elbow to the nose. The third, fourth, and fifth guys move in together. Bruce drops those three with a series of vicious rabbit punches to their faces. Pop, pop, pop. But it's with numbers 6 through 16 that he runs into trouble. They work as a team and surround Bruce. The first one smashes Bruce with a chair. If only I was dressed like a bat! (laughs) We should have brought 17 guys. Then another clocks him in the head with a whiskey bottle. And a third belts him in the jaw with brass knuckles. Bruce staggers back. The men descend and beat him to the ground. We lose sight of Bruce under a rain of kicks, punches, bottles, and swinging pool cues. Then suddenly, Bruce explodes through the attackers, linebacker style, sending them sprawling. He breaks across the room and through a door marked exit. The room goes silent, beat, then breaks into laughter. Bruce has cornered himself inside the interior, women's bathroom, the Comet Lounge, night. The small, dirty room has no windows. The only other doors open onto the toilet stalls and a cleaning closet full of mops, buckets, and cleaning supplies. It was almost a stupid death. Then his eyes fall upon the cleaning supplies. Were it not for your birthday gifts, those chemistry sets I so love. (laughs) What the fuck? Bruce rifles through the chemicals. Ammonia, borax, bleach, peroxide, baking soda. Thank you, Father. Yeah, those are the things in a child's chemistry kit. Well, they're under the kitchen sink. Bruce grabs a plastic jug and dumps handfuls of borax and baking soda into it, topping it off with a blast of dry propellant from a fire extinguisher. Outside. Outside the door in interior, the comedy, the Comet Lounge night. The men taunt him. When you're done powdering your nose, can I have a free date? Don't forget to wash your titties! Meanwhile, inside. Interior, women's bathroom, the Comet Lounge, night. Bruce picks the toilet cake out of a filthy toilet and shatters it against the porcelain sink. He drops that into the plastic jug and starts mixing liquid in an empty beer bottle. Ammonia, bleach, peroxide. (laughs) He's going to come out and be like, blonde? And go, that guy with the dark hair is in there. You should get him. I'm a different guy. He feels a scar scar Remember, that guy had half a scar. I don't have a scar. And I have blonde hair. Yeah, he's clearly a different person. (sighs) What happened to the guy in there? (laughs) Bruce stabs the plastic jug with a screwdriver while outside the door in interior, the Comet Lounge night. The men... Now done with their taunting, approach the door. Interior, women's bathroom, the Comet Lounge, night. Bruce holds the plastic jog in one hand and the beer bottle in the other. He takes a deep breath and dumps the liquid into the plastic jog twice. Interior, the Comet Lounge, night. Suddenly, the door bursts open. A tattered and beaten Bruce stands holding the plastic jug. He tosses the plastic jug at a thug, but it misses and slides under the pool tables. (laughs) Chug it a thug. Chug it a thug. <clears throat> it's over. You people should get out of here. It isn't safe. 
The thug whips out a long, scalloped knife and comes at Bruce. Let's see what you had for lunch. Under the pool table, the plastic jug bubbles and steams. The men raise their pool cues and encircle Bruce. Have it your way. Bruce jerks a neon beer advertisement off the wall as he leaps up onto the pool table. The <laughs> sign shatters. <laughs> Sparks shower down. <laughs> Whoosh! The low-lying gases go up in blue-hot flames. Every man standing on the floor collapses in agony, pants on fire, legs scorched. Bruce casually steps from his pool table onto the bar. Gentlemen, thank you for the dance. Walks down the bar and hops out the front door. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Mayor, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. So one thing I do kind of like about this is... um, it's taking away the thing of like Bruce Wayne can only be Batman because he's super rich. Sure. Um, but by the same token, um, that's what makes him Batman. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, we're going to do a Superman movie, but what if like, okay, hear me out. What if he wasn't from another planet? What if he just worked out a lot? You're taking out, like, a fucking key ingredient. It's like, yo, I'm gonna make spaghetti, but without noodles. Right, because this is this is more of a, uh, a really ham-fisted dissection of the character, right? Like, I mean, because, yeah, you see your parents die, but are you gonna be a 33-year-old grown six-foot-five man in a rubber bat suit, like, running around? Like, you're fucking crazy, and you just get off on punching dudes. Yeah. Like, Okay, so here's here's cop. what happens. You're eight, your parents die, and you're like, I will avenge them. I'm going to do everything I can and train myself to beat up criminals. And at some point, you just hit that point where you're like, I have invested too much time in this to admit that there are better ways that I can be utilizing billions of dollars right. to fight crime. Right. Well, he gets off on it. That's I mean, that's what I'm. That's what the whole thing. This. Yeah, the whole thing is him. Getting oh, it's a all, fetish like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like so he took the he took away all the the, the trappings. trappings. Yeah. Right? So he's yeah. like, yeah, okay. So he can't deal with it now. He's just a guy that can't deal with his fucking emotions, and he just walks around punching dudes, and he fucking feels super good about it. Now, before we jump back in, oh, uh, I want to do a little poll. How many times do you think the word whore appears in this script? How far are we have sixty. I'm going to go less than that. I'm going to say 32. You know what? Mm. I think the word whore really like has a, a, I think it jumps out at you Mm -hmm. and makes it seem more prevalent than it is because I just did a search for the word whore. Okay. Nine. Oh, wow. It sticks with you. I guess that makes me just like Frank Miller. We think they're whores. There's whores everywhere. I don't even see the names. <laughs> Fade in. We're going to have to reshoot this episode. <laughs> There's been too many races. <laughs> I'm leaning into this character too hard. No, I mean, I was surprised. I, I looked it up while we were t- chatting because I expected it to be like 40 or something. Right, right, right. But it was nine. Just Damn. nine. Or the search function on my PDF reader is not great. We spelled horror wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do it in all caps? <laughs> <laughs> Interior, Bruce Wayne's apartment, morning. A badly bruten, 
badly bruised. A badly bruised beat. (laughs) (laughs) A badly beaten Bruce finishes his letter with a bruised fade and and a black eye swollen almost shut. That shit's super hard to read. (laughs) A badly beaten Bruce finishes his letter with a bruised fade. Wait, I think it's phased faded bruise but he wrote bruised fade no i think it's a bruised face i think you oh, put it a could c be face. instead of it's a or, or he's got a bruise in his haircut oh bruised shit. bad <laughs> <laughs> tonight i learned i'm nothing more than a lucky amateur to climb the ladder of crime i'll need to, i'll need protection weapons technique i need to cultivate an advantage of advantage if i'm going to take my war up the ladder of crime to the bosses to the generals. But what should that vantage be, Father? How will I find it? Your loving son, Bruce. Bruce finishes the letter, folds it, and puts it into an envelope and stamps it. Where is he <laughs> sending it? <laughs> he looks at it for a moment. Daddy, North Pole. <laughs> Police station, 911. God damn it. I forgot to turn the script back on. Yeah, they didn't see any of that. It's okay. We'll give him time to catch up. To we listen. haven't changed pa- chase, uh, churned we pages haven't changed yet. Pages. I can't talk. It was a rough go. I love it. Uh, he looks at it for a moment, then adds it to a cardboard shipping box with hundreds just like it. What he's going to do is he's just going to take this box when he commits suicide. Like, I'm going to give my daddy all these letters. <laughs> I'm going to go to the post office. You're coming with me. I have to return some videotapes. Uh, interior, Mayor Noon's office, day. Mayor Noon greets Gordon at the door to his gilded wood-paneled office. Who was Noon? I don't think we've had him yet. I'll be Noon. Do me Noon. I hear you have some disturbing news regarding the East End Precinct, Detective Gordon. (laughs) Yes, sir. I'm afraid so. First, let me say how impressed I am that you've come forward. I know how hard these (laughs) situations can be. I want you to know I admire your bravery and integrity. We need more men like you on the force. Thank you, sir. I'm not trying to be a hero or anything. It's just that, well, things are out of control. Of course. I understand. Have a seat. I didn't realize he talked so much or I... Wouldn't have gone with this voice. The, but I'm in there now. You need to be you need to be hitting the cigar a little bit. <laughs> it's like Jonas. Jonas. Like like uh, Marks. There you go. There it is. Of course. I understand. Have a seat. Now tell me everything. Why did you come to my office? It's not the normal route. Why bypass internal affairs? I believe the problem goes beyond the East End precinct. Far higher. I've seen the money, been offered bribes, almost forced to take them. I see. I can name names. I'm willing to testify. I believe my my current notoriety with the news media makes this perfect time to bring this matter to the public. If we hold a press conference... Whoa, slow down, Jim. I'm afraid it's not as simple as that. We have to be very careful how we present our case. Now, who have you told about what you know? Who knows you've contacted me? No one. I mean, besides my wife. So I only need to rub out you and your wife. (laughs) I don't know what sort of repercussions I'd face if they knew I was here. Good. The fewer people who know, the better. You may be in serious danger if these corrupt officers knew we were working together. Yeah. Shifty eyes, shifty (laughs) eyes. Okay, what do you want me to do? For now, I'll see what I can do on my end. I want you to lay low. Act normal. I'll contact you when it's time for us to make our move. But sir, there has to be something I can do to help prepare our case. (laughs) At least I could document that, I see. Do nothing to jeopardize your safety. Keep clear. <laughs> you okay, it's just it's just so perfect. <laughs> Everything you did from the committal to the character to the fucking fake cigar it got like, worse. While you're while you're reading it, he like was holding it in. Like, like the camera can't even see him. He he went full into the fucking character of potentially mayor no one according to the fucking mayor, mayor. no one. <laughs> <laughs> but you went like full into it. This is the best interaction y'all have had since the fucking last scripts. Do nothing to jeopardize your safety. <laughs> keep, keep clear of the officers involved. Let them think it's business as usual in Gotham while we work up a plan of action. Okay. Good. You'll see. We'll get these guys. 
<laughs> it's so good. Noon sees Gordon to the door. <laughs> Hello, bad guys. I got a job for you. It's so obvious, yeah. right? Get him! <laughs> anytime, anytime you're like coming forward, like being a whistleblower, and the person you're talking to says, Say, who have you told about this? <laughs> Leave. Yeah. Just, just writing names down yeah. and shit. Or just make up everyone. Yeah. Just give them a list like a mile long. The butcher, <laughs> the baker, the candlestick maker? <laughs> Implicate The liquor everybody. store guy? Um, interior, Gotham Public Library, day. Bruce, how to scare criminals. <laughs> Help me. Bruce brings a huge pile of books to the busy young librarian at the checkout counter. Understanding ballistics, uh, improvised munitions, explosives, step uh, this, by step. This is a woman, by the way. Oh. Understanding ballistics. I'm, hold on, I'm, no, wait, it wouldn't be her. Never mind, go on. No, it is a woman, yeah. I was I was thinking maybe it was Barbara Gordon mm. because in the comics Barbara Gordon was a librarian for a time, but Jim Gordon has not had a daughter yet, yeah. so probably not. No, it's not a baby. Yet. I thought it was honestly before you said it was a woman. I really thought this was going to be Lucius. Oh like, yeah, it seems like a good place to stuff him, right? He's a librarian Fox. that's doing nothing but fucking. Except now he's shit. two white guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just read them more separately. Came to you just uh, handing them to me. Understanding ballistics, improvised munitions, explosives, step by step, guerrilla warfare, neurochemistry, thrown weapons handbook, one on one sucker punches. <laughs> Looks like you're starting a war. <laughs> Meanwhile, under the desk, she's hitting a button. <laughs> <laughs> ah, looks like you're starting a war. Where are they? <laughs> How to cut security oh. buttons? <laughs> <laughs> it's not making a noise. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. you went for it, <clears throat> didn't you? <laughs> Bruce says nothing. She looks up for the first time, sees his bruised face. You know what? Why don't you just take these? You look trustworthy. Bring them back whenever you like. The librarian slowly backs away from the counter. <laughs> Exterior. Gotham. She's almost done with the transaction. What's she yeah. about? Yeah. All you gotta do is swipe his card. That was terrifying. Sorry, it was Siri. Mm. You know how she is. Anyway. Fucking bitch. She's a whore. Bruce leaves with his arms full of books November 15th Dear father I am ready for the next level I realize now violence alone is not enough I must become a detective A scientist A scholar of crime Bruce dumps the books Into the Al and Son garage truck I must become a scholar of crime I am a scholar of crime So this is the point where he travels the world and learns to fight and be a detective, and we pick up 12 years later. He's too old. <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah. He goes to Descartes By the in, time in he's Scotland, gone, he's and he's... 40, like... He, he goes to Descartes to learn how to be a, a detective, and Descartes just like, No! Too old he is! <laughs> Get out of my face, old guy! You punch like Nietzsche and have the gait of Walt Whitman. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he's a scholar of... <laughs> <laughs> I studied the great poets. <laughs> what the fuck? I leaves, I gotta give it to you. Like leaves of Ubermensch. <laughs> I didn't even pick up the classy shit you were laying down, Alabama. <laughs> I did it. Nietzsche's not a poet. No, he's a poet. But it's of a crime. it's a scholar thing. It's he a scholar. Thing. Thing. It's a scholar thing. Learned. 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 Yes. That's the one word where you just pronounce it wrong to sound smarter. <laughs> learned. Learned you a thing or two. Interior, Army Navy store, day. Bruce shops. Ammo belts. Hunting knives. Hunting knives. Do something pleasant for this. Like, do you with, have pleasant shopping music? With, with boot sheath. There you go. Bruce shops. Now start over. Yeah, you go. Ammo belts, hunting knives with boot sheath, combat boots, binoculars. I will need tools to. Get. 
I will need tools to give me an edge. Bruce holds up a heavy helmet device with wires sticking out. Exterior, hardware store, day. Bruce wheels a shopping cart out of a mega box store to his truck. There, he loads his purchases into the back. Spray paint, saw, tin snips, razors, duct tape, industrial glue. I will no longer rely on strength alone. Bruce starts the truck. Interior, sporting goods store. <laughs> pay. It says pay, not day. Yeah. <laughs> A clerk eyes Bruce warily as he charges through the place, looking everything over. Bruce holds up a white field hockey mask, glares at it. Father, I can feel myself transforming. Into Casey Jones? Also, Jason. That, that line, you cannot write into a letter. You can only write that by gluing letters you have cut out of a magazine. <laughs> All the letters from transforming are cut out of a magazine. Like, I am transforming. At the checkout counter, the clerk stares numbly as across the counter slides a goalie's mask, a padded gloves, shin gu- This guy's barely literate, honestly. A padded gloves, shin guards, and a bright red catcher's chest protector. What? Why does he stare at him weird? I don't know. That's just the hockey outfit. Yeah. Nothing about that is weird. It'd be like if he like fucking chloroform, a goalie's mask, like padded gloves, some syringes, like, like just bleach and syringes. Creditor cash, dude. Cash. Keep the change. Bruce slaps a wad of twenties on the counter. How did he get this money? The scrap, the scrapyard, scrapyard, baby, scrapping stuff, scrapping with criminals, scrapping. Maybe he robs the thugs. He's he's scrap man. Maybe. He reverse robs. I'm scrap man, scrap man, tank man, just hanging around. Exterior, East End parking lot, behind Mega Mart, night. Gordon pulls up to a small gang of young gang members <laughs> slinging drugs from the parking lot. <laughs> They scatter. A gang of gang members. Well, look at this small young gang. <laughs> None of them are dressed the same. It's, <laughs> they're it's all, a gang of different gangs. They're all separate It's gangs. just a gang coalition. Like, <laughs> it's it's traveling Wilburys of gangs. He's breaking up. He's breaking up like the truce. Like they're all like coming together and be like, oh, we got to stop this bloody war. <laughs> Who's going to take the lot behind Megamart? <laughs> I like my traveling wheels, Wilberry's joke. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. Uh, uh, oh, they scatter. They scatter. Gordon steers to block the escape of one gang member, O'Neill. Hey, O'Neill, O'Neill, come here. I ain't gonna do nothing. I just want to talk to you. I paid up, man. Right on time. I know. Can I you know. Do, can you do O'Neill with a really bad Irish accent? Which is to say, your best Irish <laughs> accent. I paid up, man. Right on time. Is that good? I know, I know. Get in. O'Neill gets into the passenger side. Things are going okay down these days? Yeah. That was suspicious? <laughs> yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Officer Cramden? Cramden? Like Ralph Cramden? Officer Cramden been taking care of you? Who is this? Think of it as quality control. We just want to make sure you're getting everything you're paying for. A happy drug dealer is a profitable drug dealer. So you're so you're up to what? Two hundred a week now? Fuck! This is a long sentence for me. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> what is he, Papa? <laughs> What's that? Just do it. I don't have a good Irish accent. I don't care. Two hundred fifty dollars, Papa. <laughs> Not still get the Mexicans biting into my turf. I told Crandon, he said he'd take care of it, but he spends all his time sampling the merchandise down at the lab. The lab, huh? Yeah, he's over there partying while the Mexicans are out slinging product by my donut king. That's so. Yeah, that's so. And I want... And I want to know what you're going to do about it. (laughs) I just... I I want to see see the scene where Crandon comes up and he's like, By the way, Crandon, I want you to do... (laughs) I've been talking to your supervisor. <laughs> it's my donut shop, and you're gonna leave my fucking donut king alone. 
<laughs> oh, I just... <clears throat> oh, I know just how to take care of this situation. Gordon grabs O'Neill and smashes his face into the dashboard. <laughs> take me to the lab. Gordon jams the dealer's head under the dash and cuffs him. This is just how they say goodbye in this script. <laughs> Nobody leaves without punching somebody. <laughs> no scene is ended. It's like you go through the drive-thru, like, would you like any, Would you like some ketchup with your order? Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's practically a clock bat orange. Right. Oh, my God. What a... There we go. Put that in there. Happy bat day, Birdman. <laughs> Exterior, run-down warehouse district, night. Gordon puts the car in park and watches a low-slung warehouse. Suspicious-looking mm. men stand outside. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Do you Do play it. the typing thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Corruption log, day six. Despite the mayor's advice, I'm finding it harder and harder to remain a quiet observer. The hardest part is keeping a straight face during the typing. I love it. If I could, if I can do it, it's perfect. It's and so funny. I can't acknowledge that it's perfect while I'm doing it, but it's perfect. <laughs> I love he has he has a corruption log. Yeah, <laughs> corruption log. Star dates. Three thirty one C. I don't know what the star dates are like. I, I don't know. I don't either. know the format of a star date. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Ooh. Also, is it different than a regular date? Wow! I have so many questions for Captain Kirk. Shut up and read, my dude. <laughs> you got some good shit coming up. Uh, <laughs> Gordon, with the cuffed O'Neill, drives off. Interior, police precinct house, booking station, later. Jail cells line the walls of the large room. The prisoners, cocky and defiant, taunt the police and laugh. They call the cops pussies and faggots. Gordon shoves the bruised O'Neill into the booking station. I've transcribed testimony from one Trey O'Neill, Appendix 17, describing the officer Jonathan Cramden as an enforcer for the East End drug dealers. Gordon drags O'Neill to the booking station amid angry stares from the other officers present. I'm playing a dangerous game. These men are serious, but I will not sit by any longer. I can't. I have a son to think about. Including one officer with the name Cramden stitched into his uniform the way cops don't do. <laughs> you ever see a cop with their name stitched into their just uniform? embroidered. It's not on a patch. It's just straight embroidered It's on usually there. a little metal pin, right? He's an honorary officer. <laughs> my name Cramden. Yeah. <laughs> you got this some water? That's my brother in there. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives the whole plot away. <laughs> <clears throat> Interior, Bruce Wayne's apartment, night. Bruce reads a recipe from the anarchist cookbook and mixes a tar-like substance on his scarred and blackened stove. October 29th. Dear father, I will be as devious as my enemy. Chemistry projects bubble on every burner. So four. <laughs> Three of them work. The fourth, one, the fourth one's for my hate. Bruce very carefully pours yellow liquid into a glass vial. <laughs> Wait till they taste my bat pee. <laughs> <laughs> this will come in handy in the Justice League movie. <laughs> or uh, uh, Bats vs. Soup. <clears throat> I will learn his trick. Shit, that fits. <clears throat> I will learn his tricks. He draws a milky substance from a Pyrex beaker into a viscous looking syringe. A vicious looking syringe. Bruce fires a copper wire out of the black tube. I will follow his lead. Who is the he he speaks of? We'll find out, oh, maybe. his enemy. Gotcha. Bruce carries a frying pan caked in gray goo out into the junkyard. He puts it on a pile of car parts. Did he make C4? Insert, yep. Inserts a fuse, lights it, and gets away fast. Boom! A huge explosion lights the night sky and sends debris flying in all directions. I'm not calling attention to himself at all. Well, that's a thing. I will show them no mercy. Your loving son, Bruce. Bruce smiles at the smoking crater. Fade out. So... Yeah, that's that. Batman learns how to be Batman from the Anarchist Cookbook. 
and a whole bunch of other books that a library from the library should not have. He went to the library to learn how to be Batman. He has not learned how the internet works because he is now on every list. Right. You can't get that fucking book. Not even the whole one. Hello, dear clerk. I would like to book a flight to New York, please. Oh, no, you won't. You are on the do not fly list. No. (laughs) No. Dear father, they wouldn't let me on your plane. (laughs) They would not let me fly to New York. So I, so be- I must become a, pilot. a bat. A pilot. <laughs> a pilot. He becomes Batman so he can fly because he's on the no-fly list. I'm B-52, man. <laughs> they wouldn't let me be a passenger, so I became a pilot. <laughs> Dear Father, all of this would be so much easier if I had, I don't know, some vast inheritance. <laughs> Did you have a private jet? Can I borrow it? <laughs> Can I paint it black? <laughs> Fuck. This is good. I like it. It's stupid, but it's good. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Batman. It can it's just not. Be it's not so bad that it's cringy. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It, yeah, you're right. It's dumb, but like, I'm still. It's still fun. Miller being a tryhard is the cringiest part yeah, of yeah. it. Him trying to write an ugly world instead of just like making it ugly through non-clown-like characters. Yeah. Like you could have... Some of these guys could be subtle and not just yelling tough guy shit at yeah. each other and you'd be like, oh, this is a fucking rough world. Why not make the criminals clever instead of running around and be like, I'm gonna rob you! They're all <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah, it's a right. pimp and it's an it's a junkie and it's a skinhead. Yeah. Like, Why can't it be clever criminals? Like, a great detective would have to fucking solve the case and, like, get to the top of it. Yeah, why is it all thugs? Yeah, like, it's just thugs. There's, there's not, like, some guy... Pulling the strings anywhere. Well, nothing like there's, that. there's not even like just some vicious killer, like a serial killer type, or mm. or even organized crime. He's not going after the mafia or anyone like that. There's no Carmine Falcone. Right. He's just like, though he says he's going to work his way up there. And how is he going to work his way up there? By beating these guys unconscious and walking away from them. He's not asking any questions. Another promotion. (laughs) I'm going to work my way up to the lieutenants and the generals. He thinks the military is behind this all, I bet. (laughs) Legitimately the military. He means like the real generals. He's been been reading comic books. Beat up Colin Powell and then march on to the White House. Where's Patton? Is he still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is... It's a mess. I guess they'll start a bad guy here towards the middle of it. I don't know. We don't have a bad guy. The city's just full of bad, normal people. And I'm fine with that. Like, I I would love to see a comic series where it's just early days of Batman. There's no Robin. He is still rich. He was not raised by a junk dealer. That's dumb. Um, but I would love to see a comic series where it's just early days. He doesn't have super high-tech gadgets. He doesn't have a Batmobile because why the fuck would Batman have a Batmobile? Really think about the character. That shit doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to park this here. I'm sure it'll be fine with my symbol all over it. Come to me. Yeah. He's, He's a myth. Only the people who have seen him really believe in him. Yeah, and those are the people that have been either saved or beaten up by him. If he had a Batmobile, it would just be a yellow taxi. Yeah, or just be a car. Or just a right? nondescript yeah. car. Or Uber, yeah. Yeah. yeah, something to get around in quietly. Like, yeah, it's maybe an SUV with a little lab in the back. I'm sure we'll fix this in the wrap-up, too, at the last episode, because I've got like yeah. a lot of ideas that you can take. There's a lot, in, and, and there's no no supervillains. I would love to see you know just fighting the underworld in Gotham. But not just mugger number one and skinhead number two. Yeah. Like clever, clever guys. It just doesn't seem like any of these guys were smart. And also not like, I'm just going to go somewhere and goad people into attacking me so that I can be a righteous defender of the night. Yeah, he's like, this city's so bad. Like, And he has to walk in and literally blow up a pool table with fucking chemicals yeah. in order for them to fight him. Like, No, they beat the shit out of him because he was flashing a wad of 50s. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> He enticed them. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just go in and oh, look at all my money. Jeez. Like a normal person would do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's batshit insane. Hey, Jeff. That's me. How are you? 
pretty good. You have anything to remote? You got anything going on? Just, just having a good time. <laughs> Leave me alone, Josh. <laughs> Tell people where to find you. You guys can find me on uh, joshuajbaker.com. I'm doing a hell of a lot more video stuff lately. Uh, actually getting into real estate video production and commercial production lately. Um, so if you want to check out some of my portfolio stuff, you can see that at joshuajbaker.com. Hit me up uh, my email, me, me at joshuajbaker.com. That's great. And um, if you want to find table reads... We're all over the place. You can go to Linktree slash Table Reads and find the links to just everywhere that you could possibly find us. The top link, however, is our Patreon. <gasps> and you need to be signing up for that for just a $1 donation a month. You get uh, stuff. You get ad-free uh, podcast feed. No, no ads for a dollar a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's way get, better than a subscription. I you get to vote on what we're going to read next. Oh, my God. For $5 a month, you get access to a live stream. We record like a month in advance, guys. And you can be here with us, chatting with us on YouTube, and letting us know how much we suck live. We'll talk right to you. And you get to hear all of this a month before anybody else. Oof. Or longer. Sometimes it's like six weeks out. I won't even have heard it yet. That's true. It's true. We're not hearing this right now, but our Patreon subscribers are. Anyway, like and subscribe. And you know what? We've gotten some good reviews lately on the iTunes. Go ahead and do that, too. Leave us a review. I'm asking you to do too many things. It's it's too much. But hey, it's free, free uh, entertainment for you. So suck it. Anyway, we'll see you next week for part three of Batman Year One by Frank Miller. And until then, we will miss you. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black.